So my wife wanted to run for a position with the Boca City Council. There is just this big room that you walk in and they have like a bunch of cops that are keeping it secure. These are very <laughs> delicate people. And the you, six people? The six people. They're protected. And then there's a bunch of older people, mostly 70s, some 80s, you know, around that area, kind of dropping down. And they decide, okay, well, like, if you are going to probably like 20, 30 people, which they said was a lot. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, so the people who are trying to be on this board, this home owners like housing board that's what she was running for like a housing board kind of thing where hmm. they discuss homelessness and you know low income homes for people to live in and, and different things like that so with her history in working in the rapid housing in the salvation <laughs> army and then to doing the women's shelter stuff. Mm -hmm. She dealt with a lot of women with those struggles and thought, thought she would do well with that. So I guess she didn't read the email much that said to come for the interview. So it's during this oh, thing. Oh, really? So they call it and then this guy before her is a literal preacher. Like a literal oh older God. black man. So you had to like do an interview in front of everybody. Uh -huh. It's just talking for five minutes. Oh it's God. talking for five minutes about like why you're that guy or that woman. <laughs> so there's a literal preacher there. Amen. And then Kelsey walks up, and she's so little, <laughs> and I was so nervous. You know, you're like you're oh. nervous for. Oh, you're like a parent. I knew that she didn't write anything. Or didn't have anything prepared so like you're going in front of a room of like 30 people including the mayor of your city who in Boca is a pretty decent sized city mm -hmm. and you're you have nothing <laughs> like I would say that you know at my best day I could maybe swing something like that it's it's tough though that's a tough order of business to tell this room so she went up there and like she actually did a really good job at just pulling shit out. Of uh, yeah, about like <laughs> saying about her history. At one point, I was like, I whispered to her while the preacher was talking, and I was like, "Hey, you like maybe talk about your work?" Yeah. And she's like, "I got it, <laughs> I got it." And she went, and I felt like the mayor. She gave her a reason, but the mayor didn't smile and like anybody. And he smiled and liked Kelsey. Now, she says it's just because she's a girl. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> like, when the preacher was like, I hope I'm being myself understood. And the mayor says, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. That means no. That definitely means no. <laughs> It's very disrespectful. It's probably just because she's so young, to be honest. Yeah. She just needs another 10 years. That's what I was saying. And, like, you got to make yourself a little bit more known. This is the first time they're ever hearing her name. Exactly. And she's trying but to But everybody it. has to start somewhere. Yeah, you got to put your uh, toe in the water. You got to <laughs> go out there and you... You show up, you know, I and you never. just get your name out there. I could never. I... I... 
I'm very like respectful that people have that guts to do that shit. Yeah. Cause like I can, <laughs> I get nervous just thinking about talking in front of people. <laughs> oh yeah, in this kind of like political environment too. And, like, uh, how everybody look at me is like my biggest fear. <laughs> they, they were, they were uh, I was hoping, but yeah, I think she'll be back. I think she'll be back. I was always very nervous by the end of one of the great things about college and stuff is that there's there's so many public speaking things that are forced on you that's true that it gives you a good advantage and that but when you're doing it all the time you start to get kind of used to it by the end of my masters i thought i was like the best speaker (laughs) i i would challenge myself to not even um not even make a PowerPoint, not even, and just <laughs> go can. off the cuff and just kill it. And, you know, I forgot what I, oh, my brother's wedding. So I'm thinking to myself, now this is like four to five years later <laughs> of no public speaking. And I was thinking, all right, like I always kill it. Yeah, like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go up there, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be charming, and everybody's gonna lose their mind about it. And <laughs> like the first, the first like joke, the first thing I thought would get like a laugh, got nothing. <laughs> just dead silence. What'd you say? It wasn't like, I'm not an inappropriate guy like a wedding. Like, I'm not like that, like, best man who's like, you have to get so much tail. What yeah. The hell? You know, like, it was nothing like that. It wasn't, like, inappropriate. It was, like, just very sweet almost. Take this candy away. <laughs> it is tough to have in front of you. So, it bombed and then at that point I became the worst public speaker in the world in the moment after my first bombed joke and I just couldn't you got and, nervous after yeah that. I got super nervous I'm like I'm, it's gone like my, <laughs> my public speaking is gone so yeah, I think I've had like a couple of chances since and like, you know, it, it takes practice like anything you really you're, some people it takes them less you practice you know how that is <laughs> on the mic in in psychology <laughs> master's world, we did a lot of role plays, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. Did you ever do, like, theater stuff? No, this was the closest. I did theater stuff, and I remember, like, having to do, like, improvision group mm-hmm. circle things, and, oh my god, like... I think if I would have kept from, like, an early age, I would have been fine. But yeah. I have, like, this social anxiety now that I can't even talk to my grandparents sometimes without getting nervous. Like, I'm what's the, wrong with me? I'm the same. What's wrong with me? I get nervous talking to my dad. Why? You know, with, like, my grandmother, I think it's, like, it just makes me so terribly, terribly sad. You know, like, she's just at a very low place. We live she's in a, at the end. She's at the end. We live in different states, you know. Different parts of your life. There's, lives. like, the guilt of that. And then there's just that she's not happy. You know, it's like you try, you say, oh, here Are we go. Are you with all of her boyfriends? No, no, this is the other one. That one's oh. happy as a kitty cat. <laughs> That one's probably she's ninety. She's, she's gonna pro- die happy. Yeah, she's probably going out <laughs> dancing tonight. It's like they're the opposite spectrum, the same exact age, 
It and shows, like, you can't give up in life. Yeah, one of them just sits there and she just thinks about people that have wronged her. And the other one just bangs. <laughs> one's doing it right and one's not. Yeah, yeah, you really see you see what it's all about at the end. It's, my grandparents are similar. Like, my grandpa, like, runs around and is happy. And my grandma just sits at home all the time. Yeah. I mean, she does run around sometimes, but she's not happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you never, uh, <laughs> who did the stages of life? I don't know. Was Erickson? You know what I'm talking about? There was a lot of people that did the, There were so many. This is, <laughs> this is what I hate. Um. There's too many. Uh, <laughs> you know, we always, yeah, it was er- Erickson, and he, um, you always get people who are like, who've heard some psych thing, like some... And it's, it's just one of these studies or that. And you're, they're like, oh, you know about, like, ha- Maslow's second. Like, they have somehow have every single Maslow stage down. You know what I'm kind of, like, a little bit worried about? Mm-hmm. is like, all the stuff we learned, is it real still? I don't Do think it is. It? I think a lot of the stuff that I've learned is not right anymore. Right? Yeah. You know, we, well, you, you got a little, you got a few years on me before, like, younger than me. Yeah, but I'm from Ohio and you're from New York. So I, I probably am worse than you. <laughs> the one advantage that you had was that I believe that when you were getting your master's, you had uh, the DSM-5. Yeah, that came out, I think, actually in the end of my bachelor's. Okay. Yeah, so, like, my psych training and, like, studying was with the DSM-4R, which was, like, really, really different. Um, I think a good example of that is there was almost nothing about gender. It's hard to imagine when it's so popular for numerous reasons in our media right now. But, yeah, there was really almost no discussion about that. It was, I had seen it in writing the other day, and I was laughing. I hadn't seen just LGB. But do you remember how popular... No, I don't remember LGB, actually. Yeah, they were, it was so... That was the popular line. You would just hear that. They were LGB. And, like, people would rhyme it. And, like, it was all with that E at it. And it was, it was all about the LGB. <laughs> it sounds weird to even say. Now with no money numbers. <laughs> LBG sounds like a, yeah. like a president. Yeah, all oh. LGV. That was what it was. Now, now they they've edited, so it just we didn't have much training in kind of the the trans uh, sexual uh, kind of movement or movement, <laughs> uh, popularity. Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of an interesting uh, thing. So it's now it, it seems like it's most like they're constantly talking about gender and, and it's like sexuality. That's all anybody wants to talk about. Yeah, yeah. It's to the point where it's like when I was younger and I first started like dating girls, it was all exciting and it was like just when things started to become fun for like gay people. And now it's like too much. Now I'm like, I hate it. I hate all of this. <laughs> yeah, they kind of whole culture built around. Uh, yeah. Well, and there are so many at the parades and stuff. There's so much kink stuff. 
surrounding well, it's children. It's always been kinky, but mm. it was never like for kids. Yeah, now that does that's the difference. And now it's like, oh, you have to accept this. And you know what? I am offended that <laughs> drag queens are the people that they want to represent diversity and minorities. <laughs> like that's disrespectful like that those are the people that are going to represent like our community like there's no like trans people that are like you know in business or in politics or doing something cool that could be a role model has to be a drag queen who's a gay a a gay guy did you see the canadian (laughs) teacher with the size z prosthetic boobs that that she had now that that's weird and I, and I honestly, I don't think that anyone should be forced to, like, have their boobs taken out. No, I don't think... But th- you can't She just make- put them in there. I don't think... I think she put them there in the morning. Like, I think... I, they're not even real? I believe they're not real. Okay, well, if they're not real, that's fucked up. Yeah, but if they are real, then I would say, like, you can't make somebody take away, like, mm-hmm. do a surgery. However, you can't pretend that that's not weird and, like, kids are not going to laugh. And, like, and, the like, nips are, they're really, yeah. like, they're super hard. Like, on it. come on, like, kids are going to always make fun of teachers for something. Like, how many teachers do you remember that people would, like, talk about their boobs or whatever? They passed the rule that the kids can't photograph it anymore. So that was the rule they made because they couldn't deal with these uh, these posts going on the internet. And I'm people- sorry, she needs to just accept it. You know, like that's part of getting boobs that big. If you're putting in huge tits and you're a teacher and you're a trans teacher, like mm. you're already bringing attention to yourself. And it's like... Negative attention. If you want attention, that's fine. But th- you're going to really like pretend that you don't. Like that's an attention. Yeah, that that's exactly that's exactly my feeling on it. That you have, it's clearly about this presentation and this performance. And like you just can't. That a high school or junior high is just not the place for for sexual performance. No. And you you have this issue, and it's probably such a non-issue in America. Like it's such a strong one that the conservatives use. You know, I think, like, Ohio yeah. passes this law that, like, completely bans um, trans children from playing in the other sex. And I think there was one person that it actually applied to. You know, so it's not... That's so messed up. Imagine if, like, you were, like, my state, as a kid, like, you're insecure, you hate yourself, you even have the additional burden of kind of this gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. And then the state that you live in passes a law negatively affecting you about you personally like yeah i think they've done that in in florida too where um some parents had to sign a consent form because a gay kid was going to be like spending the night with all the other kids Mind you, there were straight boys and straight girls you know so it wasn't like yeah but being with this gay kid was like a pervert in the school's mind or, or whatever to the extent that they needed permission, all the parents' permission to allow this kid to stay with the rest of the kids. It's like you're pointing out one person and you're being like really like mean. So the parents to a kid. had to pet to sign their parents had to sign something saying, I know that there's this gonna be this gay kid there. Like, yeah, there's gonna be this gay kid and are you okay with it? <laughs> Where was this? In Florida somewhere. Jeez. Yeah, so this what is a crazy. this is just like really 
mean and I feel like both sides are just being like really crazy about it because like we don't need maybe drag queens to be the face of the lgbtq movement or even the trans movement however i don't necessarily think that every drag queen reading storybooks to a kid is like a sexual performance you know if they're dressed normal and whatever and it's just like a funny thing like we have clowns and stuff around kids and that's fucking weird like they're usually drunk people Mm. like people at the fairs and stuff like all the carnies and whatever like you never hear good stories about those kind of people or even like santa we have our kids sit on a lap of a man who is getting paid very little to be santa claus like who do you think wants to be santa claus like probably weird people yeah like i don't know gender can be different than sexuality yeah because you see even like trans people who maybe like a a male to female trans who are still attracted to females like it doesn't mean that they're want to be a woman so they can date men you know like maybe they want to be a woman despite the fact that they still are attracted to women and they could have just dated women as their original body Uh, how much do you think about your gender like for for me, I guess just as a a pretty like prototypical cisgendered male, we never heard that word when I was in my <laughs> my master's program. Yeah, I don't think we really talked about gender when we were young. It was like your sex, but I did think about my sex a lot. Like yeah. even from like a really early. Well, I guess age. when you're not completely normative. Well, it wasn't even that. It was just like. I couldn't do things because of my sex. Like, Mm. I was left out because of my sex. Like, my dad and brother were always doing things and boy things that I wasn't, like, invited to or, you know, like, it wasn't something that they thought I would even want to do. Yeah, and then you just got to sit and do nothing. Yeah, or even learning that, like, one day I'm going to get married and have to change my name. Mm. Like, my name's not really my name. Like, it's my name now. You're kind of renting it. Yeah, like, you don't really have a last name. Your last name is whoever you belong to. Like, you begin belonging to your dad, and then you belong to your husband. Yeah, I never really thought about it like that. But as, like, a girl, I do think... Because I, I took so much pride. Yeah. Because I got took so much, even a ridiculous last name was my own. Like, you think about, like, family history, exactly. and you think about your name, and, like, it but really means why, a lot. That's why I brought it up. Like, that's yeah. what made me start thinking about it, because I was like, I'm not going to be a Mara forever. Because mm-hmm. you start to learn, like, oh, my mom was a Fraser growing yeah, up. Yeah, like, how that works. My grandma was a Johnson, you know? Like, so all these other people, like, they grew up with their family, and that's, you have, like, this family pride but that's not your last name yeah like they take it away from you <laughs> yeah yeah it's true i already know it, it meant a lot kelsey was really loves her father you know a lot and, and took pride in, in having that name it was and a cool last name too to yeah <laughs> yeah so we were it's probably a better one than the current than the current one but they, you know she was she was upset i think i had to agree to let her name the first two children uh to get her to switch her name and not just hyphenate but you know also to be fair like at a certain point when you have hyphenated names and it's like if you have 
like Natalie has two half hyphenated last names, right? For her parents. <laughs> if she were to get married to me and didn't want to change her last names, what last names would the kids have? Would they have three? Mm. And if I had Where a dash last at? name, would you know, like eventually somebody's name has to be chosen. Like we can't just have like, <laughs> like it's like a family tree. Because she last usually names. uses the two, right? <clears throat> Yeah, she doesn't have a middle name, so you, she just uses Natalie and then her two last yeah, names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that's what I've seen. On People always think like media. the first one is her middle name. Just like no, she doesn't have a middle name. I don't yeah. know why. It's, it sounds like to me, it sounds like a last name. <laughs> it sounds like a good last name. It really rolls off the tongue. I guess that that's like the Cuban tradition, right? Usually. Yeah, I think a lot of countries in Latin America do that. Yeah, they. Um, yeah, it's funny, you know, I remember working with children and you know when to expect gay parents because you, especially if you meet the kids first and then you see the, you know, they just drop off and run. Yeah. Like, all, you always know, you're like, all right, is it two mommies or two daddies <laughs> when, you, when you see it? Now, do you think that you would know what feeling more like a man would feel like for you? Like, well, how could you feel like a man, like that uh, your gender would be? I think it's more like people get confused of feeling like a man and a woman and wanting to do things that are stereotypical for a certain gender. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what my issue with you know like being trans. I don't think is that abnormal. It's just mm-hmm. you want to do things that are maybe a little more towards the other gender yeah that you would feel better living that yeah but i don't think that you would have to change your sex to do that like i think you could just be yourself no matter what like it might be confusing to somebody if they see like a woman and then they have like a you know a penis or something but if you had told your doctor i mean that's the only person that really needs to know yeah and you imagine they're just going to keep getting better and better at surgeries and if you didn't tell your doctor wouldn't that be like a health risk because even if you want to say like men and women are similar in like their brains Mm -hmm. their bodies are different now do you think there's um would you say somebody's wrong if they didn't tell their partner let's say you had a surgery because like on one hand it's like the freedom of the person to be able to be themselves and not have to announce it to everybody but then what about the freedom of the person to be with somebody that they know you know like why should they have to be with somebody that they don't really know who they are well i guess yeah especially if you wanted to have children or something it would be you you would you would hope to know yeah and unfortunately it is something that a lot of people would care about so even if, like, in my opinion, if someone is a trans woman and wants to be a woman, like, I accept them as a woman. I have no problem with that. Like, I don't think it's my position to decide if somebody is a woman or a man. You know, like, they, they yeah. can decide. However, like, I still think you should be upfront and as safe as a manner. Yeah, sufficient. it does put somebody in a lot of danger with not telling yeah. people, unfortunately. And then if they find out. You know, that might be more dangerous. So it might be, like, a safe thing to do is to, like, do it in, like, a public area or somewhere. like there's a lot of, like, a lot of acceptance right now. 
And it seems like I've seen... Well, with some people. With some people. Well, <laughs> you know, maybe this isn't the best way of um, saying it because it's sexually motivated. But it seems like anytime I see somebody who is male to female, like, they have a lot of, like, admirers. A lot of male, male admirers. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a huge chunk of guys out there that like the idea of having a woman with a penis. No. Yeah, because maybe they understand penises because they have one. Mm-hmm. So they like the personality of women or like what is stereotypical for a or woman. what it seems like to the public. Yeah. You could have this woman and then behind closed doors. Get I think it. that's like a difference between maybe like sexuality and even who you're like wanting to have romantic relationships with like maybe a lot of people would have sex with all sorts of people yeah. but they would only want to maybe like settle down with certain kinds of people yeah i guess there would always be a concern about like whether or not somebody is with you as a kink you know, it's tough when you're, yeah. like, different groups. Like, I'm sure even redheads and Asians have to... But aren't we all... I guess we're just the day. basic white people. Because if we're attracted to each other, it's we're attracted because yeah. they're our type. So That's isn't true. that it's not the same Asian. as a kink? Yeah, it's tough, right? I, I Do you know the woman that looks exactly like Taylor Swift? Ashley? <laughs> yeah. And like she has some good videos <laughs> of, like, people, like, failing, thinking she's Taylor. Like she has to like calmly explain to him. Some guy just <laughs> broke down in tears in front of her, and she like grabs him by the head, and she's like, "I am Ashley." <laughs> I'm How so- funny is that? <laughs> but, like she plays it up. Like she dresses like. I guess at the end of the day, like if you care about somebody for more than just sex, then it's not a kink. Well, so yeah, I'm saying like. How much does she worry, like, when somebody's trying to go with her that they just want the Taylor Swift experience? Well, I bet Taylor Swift feels the same way. Or all celebrities. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> is it really me or is it, like, this persona that you're the idolized yeah. that you've, like, created in your mind? It's kind of like the difference between a book and a movie. It's that the real image of this story is never going to be as good as, like, this personalized thing that you come up with in your brain yeah if you had a star in your mind that you would like to sleep with then like (laughs) i think it probably is better in your head you know i felt like uh, as like a 90s person like the thought of pamela anderson well i guess we've seen more than the thought of her but you know like whoever yeah like megan fox and transformers like the thought of that is probably better (laughs) Hermione great (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) don't get flustered over there like what was I saying you're like yeah we don't need to go off on the tangents on her (laughs) we could skip skip it over but um, yeah, you, I think that uh, when it actually happens, you know, you'd be like, "Oh, jeez, maybe it'd be hard. Maybe you'd be horrible." You know, maybe? you'd be so nervous <laughs> that you would not know what to do. Your mouth would be dry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd be sitting there like, "Do I do it? Do I do it? Do I do it?" Do I do it? Your hands are shaking and sweaty. You're like, 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 like this Mom's is mess. spaghetti. This is 
This is <laughs> one shot. Megan Fox. <laughs> I guess she just tried to take a few shots and. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a, I, a few shots going back this. to what we started talking about, I think it was like gender and and sex. I think are something that are recently separated. Like we didn't always care about gender, but I think that having different words for things even though it, it frees some people it also like puts other people in, in different boxes yeah. like like having more words for things sometimes makes it more confusing and you don't know what you want even more kind of like going to um cheesecake factories like if you're really hungry but there's all these things on the menu it's like you don't really know and that at a certain point you're just like i'm just gonna pick one it sounds kind of good yeah but i think you see a lot with the youth <laughs> that there's a lot of picking and changing you know yeah. o- over these years and then it kind of makes people not respect the categories because people do change mm-hmm. but i don't think that that should be like yeah, I don't think that should be a big deal. Like, people change over time. And if people didn't change over time, I feel like that would be more, like, abnormal. Yeah, especially when you're young mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, it's always, like, you must, like, from uh, a lesbian standpoint, there's always that, that like, idea that, like, a woman says she's a lesbian and then goes and eventually becomes straight. Like, that's a whole cliche <laughs> yeah. that's, like... Especially if you're, if she's, like, bisexual. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, like, of course. Even if you are bisexual, you don't even want to tell people that because, like, nobody takes it well. Mm-hmm. It's not good for anyone. And Puts everybody's going bisexual sexually Bisexual guys, up. I figure the same thing. <laughs> it's, like, nobody believes a bisexual. Like, either they believe that you're... Um, going to be straight or you're going to be gay mm-hmm. like you're not going to just stay bisexual yeah i guess depending on like what you're outwardly projecting yeah people have made their assumption about what you what whether or not you're on the up or downhill with and how many people are actually just gay or lesbian probably not that many yeah, to I be wonder. honest probably not and how many people are just straight maybe not as many as what we think yeah i guess i've seen it go both ways and so many claiming to be a lesbian, and like, <laughs> it became wildly true. Yeah. And then for for some, it was the opposite. So it's just it's funny how like that almost it gets generalized on a whole group. Though. It's like your like, choice makes people determine like what your actual feelings are. But you have to pick a partner. So if you're bisexual, but you pick a man, like. That changes your sexuality, but then if you ch- pick a woman, that also changes your yeah. sexuality. It's like whoever you end up with is your sexuality. Yeah, and then you kind of want to <laughs> you want to please a, a cisgender person of the opposite sex, and they're going to be like certain cliches about womanhood or masculinity that you play when you are trying to please somebody who has normal you know normal sexual yeah. uh, leanings. So, it, yeah, it does kind of change the way. Uh, what, do you think you would wear more dresses if you were with a guy? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> keep it, keep it <laughs> I feel like, like, I hear this all the time where people, like, I was just talking to my best friend and she was talking about cutting her hair, mm-hmm. but that she always feels butch when she does it. Yeah. And it's just weird how we associate these things, like having long hair means that you're feminine. Having short hair as a woman means that you're butch. 
or wearing dresses mean that you're feminine wearing pants mean that you're like more like a tomboy <laughs> it's like these are the reasons why people i think are trans because it's like you have all these messages like when i was a little girl i had dreams that i was a boy does that mean that i'm trans like i don't think so yeah, yeah or if it's just normal, normal i think that sometimes you just think about yourself as like a being and you don't think about what you can and can't do until society tells you what you can and yeah. can't do see i think that's the ideal you know that if everybody had that view, it would be a lot healthier. Because people wouldn't feel exploratory. I was thinking about what you're saying, like the cliche of like the women who change the sexuality. But for masculinity, it's like all designed to keep that from happening. You know, in a large way, like uh, the guy it's like, isn't why allowed. Why would you want to give it up? He's not allowed to experiment in that way. The same as like a female can be, maybe a little bit more <clears throat> accepted. I think like with all of his guy friends, like I don't think a woman group would ditch their friend for for saying that they're bi. You know, <laughs> but like there are unfortunately yeah. guys out there that like if a guy enough crew that they're. And I think it comes with the negative like sex mm-hmm. ideas that we have that like having sex with a man is like bad yeah you've having, taken something rather yeah, than like, give it in. where you have sex with a woman you take something from her you have sex with a man he takes something from you even if you're a man like whoever is the receiver of the penis that I is, guess, so sick, right? is like the get something taken even though technically they're the ones being given where does it come from is it is it some old thing about not wanting? I think it's like almost like insecurity that men have with themselves that they're like these monsters. Like, <laughs> like my brother even says it. He's like, yeah. "Oh, I'm controlled by my testosterone." And you hear a lot of guys saying like that they feel like they're controlled by their testosterone and their sex drives. Yeah. But we're all controlled by our hormones, technically. It's true. There are definitely a lot of women who fall into that category, <laughs> too. It's One way just, or another. It's nicer to think as a guy that there's no women out there that have a strong, ruthless sexual drive. Yeah, and it's like really a, scary for guys to yeah. see that. Like, my brother is like, oh, these women are hoes now. And I'm like you're a hoe like why do you care like it should not be better that you can get it easier but it's not yeah it's the madonna uh (laughs) what is it like the madonna something like the sinner saint kind of the mother (laughs) or the madonna mother uh duality and it's like there's if you're having sex with everybody you're you're horrible for one reason and uh-huh. you're not having sex it all depends on who you're having sex with it's also subjective because then like that person likes you but the person that you don't have sex with <laughs> hates you yeah exactly so it, it develops and then you know then guys will even judge you for having sex with them you know, like I've kind of had this, like I will, you know, those kind of one night situations, and then you're like, oh, this girl's fine, you know. Exactly, but if we viewed the women like getting worshipped by a guy every time that they have sex, and you're like, oh, this girl's been worshipped by all these guys, you'd be like, oh, well, they must be really good if I all think... these guys worship <clears throat> them. But you don't think it that way. You think, oh, these guys had sex with her and used her up, and then they're done. But... You know, that's what guys think. Yeah. And so that's why I think having sex is, like, negative to them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, there's a whole 
industry revolved so around not, virginity and like, yeah mm-hmm. so they must not be that confident in their abilities to like make women like sex yeah. if it's like all these negative views of like oh if something was taken from her well obviously you aren't giving to that many women in your life or you wouldn't have that opinion yeah. or the guys you know are all horrible at sex or something it's uh, eventually you're just over if you thought guys were just like amazing in bed yeah. and like we're giving women orgasms all over the place you wouldn't think like a woman was stupid for having sex with guys i've always had a theory about this <laughs> That I found that the women who you would say were the most promiscuous got the most out of sex. That they were, you know, had they easier ability to orgasm even with a different partner on like a, a sudden thing. Mm-hmm. You know, more prone to penetration orgasm. You know, that or they like, just know what they like. Or they just, you know, know how to move. So mm-hmm. just ride it up. <laughs> you know, just, you know, so, and, and they just were people that were better at achieving orgasm. And they were more sexually active for that. And, it and totally then you judge them maybe yeah. a little bit less because you were like, yeah. oh, well, they're just like a sexual yeah. person. Yeah, exactly. It's like a whole different thing. To me, it's weird, but there's always been something like a difference between that. Like somebody who had sex with 30, 40 people and had that kind of vibe uh-huh. and were just fucked. And then the people who had maybe even half the sex, but if it was like, oh, this guy was pretending like me, and they, exactly. and like they, they just, they're all heartbreaks. Yeah, they're all heartbreaks, and like it's just gross and like desperate. So. Yeah, you're just like, oh, these guys like fucked her up. Yeah, and like she, that's how she feels. So yeah, exactly. So she feels like she's done it. So yeah, it's like a very, very different thing. I think confidence is really important in that way. <laughs> but I think that it's almost like changing where guys. Yeah. Are like sure. running away from virgins because they're like, I don't want that responsibility because they're taking it like as serious as they should. Like, a person's first sexual encounter should be serious. So, if you're just trying to fuck around, like, maybe that's not the person you should go yeah, for. For sure, for sure. <laughs> and like, there's something about just like not having sex and like hurting somebody mm-hmm. and you know, just kind of contain, you know, not playing that game or being dishonest. I always thought that it was a little bit dishonest, even if, like, if you pretend you're, like, in love with somebody who's just gorgeous. Like, there's, like, a love with her, but she's an idiot. But if you feel it, then yeah. maybe it's okay. That's true. I, that, <laughs> that is definitely a young mind. Of, but, like, if, if that part of you loves them, ever, your, your entire being... <laughs> <laughs> 